You're listening to PK Pods, insights and advice to navigate today's workplace. PK Pods is presented by Pro Knowledge LLC, a professional development training and consulting firm based in upstate New York, and features expertise from performance consultant Elaine Angelo, a human resources professional with over 25 years of experience. Now let's get into today's topic. Welcome to PK Pods. I'm Kathleen Pingelski, owner of ProKnowledge Training and Consulting. And with me again is Elaine Angelo, one of our performance consultants. On another PK Pod, focusing on unconscious bias, we talked about the importance of making others aware of their unconscious bias is revealed in a subtle, maybe even an unintentional comment or action is known as a microaggression. So we thought we'd provide a simple strategy that anyone can use to address these coworkers who, you, who may not realize that what they've said or done has kind of struck a nerve with you. Elaine, you know uh, what I'm talking about. Like when a male manager refers to his female employees as my girl here, or an older employee is referred to as Gramps. Why do some people think that no one's going to mind being referred like that? Well, I think it's about the intention. Uh, a lot of folks will tell you that this is um, because they didn't intend to upset or offend someone that they're okay, that they're quote innocent, that it was an innocent comment or I've known them forever or they know I don't mean anything by it. And these are some of the ways they kind of let themselves off the hook. For, for being accountable really for what they're saying and how they're identifying someone, right? In a way that frankly, a lot of people don't wanna be identified. We wanna be known for everything we contribute, uh, whether that's in our personal lives or our professional lives. That's all we wanna do is know that we're valued for what we bring to the table. But if people only see us as one thing and they reveal that through the nicknames or the things they might do or say to us, and they reveal that that's how they view us, that's how they identify us, well then that's difficult for a lot of us, right? And, and the, the other, you know, getting conscious uh, about unconscious bias podcast, we talked about how stereotypes, which is assuming that people have characteristics because they belong or we think they belong to a certain population of people, is the foundation for our unconscious bias, which is our brain just trying to process all of this information that's coming at it constantly. But unconscious bias and saying to ourselves, okay, um, so what is, what is it that I am biased about? We said one of the ways that that manifests itself is through microaggressions. And these are these little comments that we make or little actions that we take towards someone unconsciously without maybe even realizing it but it reveals that we look at a person in a certain way and it reveals that bias, right? And it can make someone who is a minority, a member of a marginalized class of people, it reminds them that that is how they are being seen and how they are being defined. It is unfair to the rest of what makes them truly who they are. We're all diverse, but that means we're made up of so many different pieces. I don't wanna be defined by one piece of who I am. You don't, no one does. Um, and so, uh, for example, uh, you, have a, you have a Hispanic colleague and as you're going out to lunch and you two usually go to lunch, you go, hey, hey, senor, let's get a move on, come on. 
Okay, so why did you call your colleague senor? Because he's Hispanic, okay? And although, you know, he may not say anything about it or he may laugh it off, what you're saying is, is this is how you define him. You could have called him by his name. You could have said, hey, Slowpoke, let's get a move on. But instead, you gave him a nickname that is defining him by virtue of his Hispanic heritage, right? So these are the kind of things that we have to be careful. It's calling a little person, hey, small stuff. Again, it, what do I mean by it? I would say, oh gosh, we've worked together for years. They know I don't mean anything by that. But what am I referring to is something, especially something they can't control about themselves. It's intrinsic to who they are. At the same time, do I really want to be known by that one thing, right? Um, so, you know, it's, it's things like that that I think we have to be concerned about. It's uh, signs and icons that we are seeing more of today, uh, swastikas, um, Confederate flag, bumper stickers or flags going from cars uh, and trucks and so forth that, it, that define something or I think exemplify uh, or embody something that a person of color uh, specifically uh, um, African-American, who at a time that that flag might represent, and I'm speaking of a Confederate flag, that does not represent something for them and their family and their history and their heritage of something they look back fondly upon. And to know that someone is, is you, you know, putting that flag or that bumper sticker on their car, I've seen it on people's laptops, et cetera, that is a sign to someone that this is maybe how I see you. And so that is considered a microaggression. Uh, so is the very simple, I've heard this before, where someone who, uh, you know, looks, maybe looks different than, quote, the average American, which that doesn't really exist anymore, by the way. Um, but someone who is not seen as Caucasian, where someone says to them, so, uh, you know, where, where are you from? And the person says, uh, Albany, I'll use our capital here in New York. And they say, oh, I'm from Albany. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. I meant, uh, where were you born? And the person says, Albany. And yet maybe they have darker skin, darker hair, darker eyes. It is obvious that they are not a Caucasian race, so to speak. Um, that That's a microaggression. What makes you think I wasn't born in this country? What makes you think... I'm not a citizen, because that's what I'm implying by that question. Not just where were you from, but then when I answer with just a, a local city or town, they want to know, no, 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 where were you born? I was born here, right? I'm a naturalized, I'm a citizen, uh, you know, just like you. And that are, that's a way that people can reveal their unconscious bias through that type of microaggression. And then it's also when somebody, for instance, um, a woman gets promoted and someone says, oh, I know how you got that promotion, implying that she used her gender uh, in a way that was used to, uh, you know, make her way up the ladder, so to speak. And she used her sexuality and her gender to get that promotion, not hard work or merit. And the same can be sent uh, sent of a lot of minority populations, especially with some real keen focus right now on trying to give more opportunities to people, uh, especially people of color, marginalized um, ability populations, et cetera. 
and someone says, oh, I know why you got that promotion. They're trying to promote more fill in the blank. That's a microaggression. That's saying it's not in your hard work. It's not of your merit. It's not of your smarts and your, your achievements. It is because of one piece of who you are, right? And that's what they were focusing on. So don't think this was anything you did on your own through hard work and grit, okay? Let's, let's put those things aside. That's a microaggression. And, and regardless of whether, and this is where people go wrong, is, is regardless of how close they might be with an individual that they, that they direct one of these microaggressions to, or how long they've known the person, they may even socialize with them outside of work, they have said something that they think, it, you know, that has hurt that person, but they think they're excused from it because they want to tell you that they were kidding around or they've known the person so long that that person knows they didn't mean anything by it, right? And, and these words and actions, you know, they just reveal how you see me and, and you don't realize perhaps what that feels like. And we've all had these happen, okay? You can, you can even be a, a straight white male and there could be some type of unconscious bias about you because there's something else that someone knows about you. You can be a white straight male and be like a baby boomer or from the silent generation and maybe you're going to hear yourself be called a dinosaur because of your age or the way you approach a work project or a task. Um, so all of these, this is this is a part of who we are, yet I don't want to be identified by one person. Um, you know, I want to know that I, I get to be who I am, but not be identified by one, by one piece, right? Um, it's not about who I am and my identity so much as it is about what I get done at work and what I accomplish. Um, and I want to own my own story and my own truth but I do not want one piece of that to always be how I am seen. Does that yeah, make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. I get it, Eileen. And, and, you know, I think it happens very, um, at least in my experience, very kind of benignly and unintentional, like an example of, uh, oh, you know, if the type of people that live in the suburbs, right. And, and it's just very, it's, it's said, uh, in open session, not directed toward anybody, but kind of puts that in there. And sometimes it could be directed directly at you. And, you know, the microaggression is directed at you, or sometimes you just uh, observe it or hear it. And you're kind of in this awkward position, right? Like, do I say something uh, to a coworker because they shouted over the cube and said, oh, you know, those type of people in the suburbs, you, you know, or, or vice versa, you know, you can. Or a country hick or, you know, these are all Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, I think, do you say something and risk, you know, being, um, uh, impacting your work relationship? Do you brush it off and just not say anything and, and know, oh, I know Eileen, she didn't mean any harm by saying the suburbs, um, you know, and what's the risk if you, if the person continues that behavior and is oblivious to the impact, right? And, um, you, you know, how do you address it? And should you address it? Yeah, and I, I, I am a proponent and I have been, you know, teaching this as long as I have been doing this, you know, almost three decades that the only way for people to understand the impact 
of their actions, of their words, the things that they put out to the world is when someone makes them aware of that impact. And so awareness is the cornerstone to me of everything. I have choices, absolutely. I can decide in that moment when someone makes a comment to me, whatever that might be, that I can immediately in the moment, so long as I can get control of my emotions, I'm not too upset, is that in the moment while everything's fresh and they literally just said it, and we're both remembering it, that I can call their attention to it. I can choose though, if I'm really upset about what they said or hurt, I might wanna wait, calm myself down a little bit, kind of organize my thoughts and then go talk to them. And I also get to choose to never say anything to them. Understanding, and I always say this to folks when they say, yeah, I don't wanna make a big deal about it. I mean, no, I don't, I don't like what they said, but I don't wanna do anything. I don't wanna rock the boat. When, I, when they say that, I say, okay. So then what you're saying then is you're okay with them continuing to do this or to continue using that nickname, or you're okay with that email they sent with the link to a, a cartoon that you know, is, a, is a joke about a certain group of people that maybe you don't even, you're not even belonging to that group of people, but you're still offended by it, or you are a member of that group of people. And for some reason they thought you'd think that was funny. Either way, when you don't do anything and you don't create awareness with the perpetrator of that microaggression, what you're saying is, please keep doing it. Here's my permission to keep doing that thing that's upsetting me. And someday you will get to a point where you will lose your ability, your objectivity, and you will you know, erupt. You will yell at them or you will get really upset or do something that in turn doesn't put you in your best light. Um, and the best strategy for handling a microaggression is to ask a simple clarifying question of that individual, right? You know, so it puts them in a position in that moment, when I ask them a question, it puts them in a position where they have to acknowledge what they've said or done, right? Because I'm asking them specifically about it. It makes them do a self-check. It makes them go, yeah, why did I call you senor, right? If you're Hispanic uh, or small stuff, if you're a little person, uh, why, why did I call you by that when you have a name? We've worked together for years. Why am I going to call you by that name? And so it provides an opportunity for me to build some awareness with them. One, that they can understand, wow, I do have this unconscious bias, obviously, or else I wouldn't have said or done that. But two, also the impact it's having on me, right? And so here's an example. Let's say you're the youngest member of your team at work, and you've taken your first job right out of school. You're at a team meeting and your manager has asked you at that team meeting to give a status on a project that you've been working on, right? So you give the status, you're going through everything, you're giving updates, you're doing, you know, a pretty solid job, giving goals of the project, giving some status on some of the tasks and even some of the challenges that you've encountered. Um, but as the meeting wraps up and everybody's kind of going back to their desks, a more veteran team member approaches you and says, hey, nice job just now, you know, uh, you're very articulate. Right, so, and that word articulate to me, and they say it with some surprise in their voice. And I can tell that they weren't thinking that I was very articulate until I gave that status report, that little presentation at the team meeting. So, and the assumption I know is that my youth and my short tenure in the job on the team 
um, is going to be reflected somehow in my ability to express myself and to communicate, right? Um, so the clarifying question that as that youthful member of the team that I might ask back of that individual is, I might say something like, um, well, were you expecting me not to be articulate? In other words, I use the word they used that was a trigger for me, that word articulate. Or I might say, um, I'm curious, what makes you think I wouldn't be articulate? And what I'm trying to get them to do is to realize that yes, they made an assumption. They used it based on a stereotype, which was the foundation of their unconscious bias. And then they made that bias come to life by committing that microaggression. And I don't expect people to use these words with each other. I don't expect somebody to turn to somebody and go, that was a microaggression. What I'd rather have you do is just ask a clarifying question. Take a word that they have used and use it back with them, okay? Um, and I do this in a way where I'm calm and I'm controlling my body language and my tone of voice. I'm not trying to start an argument here. What I'm trying to do is to take something they've said and ask them a clarifying question about it so they can check themselves and maybe there's a realization on their part. So maybe the veteran team member comes back with, oh, it's, you know, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I just, you did a great job. I should have just said you did a great job and, you know, let's just leave it at that. And they're walking away with some awareness that what comment they made to this team member was based on either a stereotype or some kind of bias they had towards a younger member of the team. And these kind of things happen all the time, right? So we've all got choices. Um, you know, we've, we've all got choices and uh, the way I look at it is I can choose to let other people know that their words or actions have meaning, have impact, can be hurtful. Or I can choose to let them have a pass uh, with the understanding that we can contribute to their lack of awareness in some, you know, in some way. Um, you know, a lot depends on the relationship we have with the person. I, I think though that if we're careful in how we respond and by asking that right question, that clarifying question, we can create awareness without risking offending the other person in, basically in the way that they've offended us. Right, and respect breeds respect. If I can bring your attention to the fact that maybe you didn't extend respect to me uh, when you made that comment or who did whatever you did that I found offensive, maybe you can understand that I'm not willing to do this back to you. I'm not willing to make you feel bad about this. I'm just trying to heighten your awareness of the impact of your words or your actions. That makes great sense, Elaine. I mean, I like the idea of asking that that clarifying question rather than calling someone uh, a name, you know, that you're a racist or et cetera, you know, right. um, passing judgment that that can make them a defensive, really. And I can see where uh, you would give the other person an opportunity to check themselves and their intent. And then at least they, you know, we can understand how our words and our actions can hurt others, even if we didn't realize it. So you're calling attention to it without saying, hey, Elaine, you just, you know, you're a racist by saying that statement. It's not a judgment. It's not right. a judgment. It's just getting, it's asking the right question to get them to say, why did I call you that? Or why did I use that nickname? Or why did I send you that email? That I guess that wouldn't be funny to somebody like you, but until somebody says it, 
I, I don't know. I just go about my business continuing to do that, not realizing the negative impact. Yeah, that makes sense. Great topic for today. If you're interested in submitting a question about today's topic on microaggressions or would like uh, a list, um, uh, you can visit us at proknowledgetraining.com forward slash pkpods. Or if you have a specific question, you can reach out to Elaine at eangelo at pronowledgetraining.com. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts covering uh, relevant topics in today's workplace. Thanks for uh, listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PK Pods, presented by Pro Knowledge LLC. You can submit any follow-up questions you may have by visiting proknowledgetraining.com forward slash pkpods and connect with ProKnowledge on LinkedIn and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. Until next time, we hope you continue to learn at the speed of need. This podcast is informational only and does not constitute legal advice. Please consult with legal counsel or your organization's human resources department for guidance or further interpretation of any law, regulation, or policy.